0: <laughs> I'm your host, Dean Kedaboski, and we are about well to talk world. to some really interesting people. Gotcha. Get ready.
1: We can speak things. Okay. Are you ready? I I'm, I'm right. ready. Are you ready? Alright, let's go. Right. What's the signal? <laughs> <It is> Alright, <actually.
2: laughs> <laughs> Dean, start us off. Okay, let's get it. Bago! <laughs>
0: Dean! We've been talking about doing this for a long time now, so I'm actually really excited. I know. Um, Looking forward no, to it. This is this is the lemonade flavor, gotcha, um, which I actually really like. We got this in
1: yesterday. Really? Yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's pretty good. Really I just good. I just tried it. It's really really good.
0: I don't know. We've been rocking with the I don't know what the actual flavor is, but it tastes like a pina colada. We've been rocking with that one for a long time, uh-huh. and it's actually so good. But the <laughs> lemonade <laughs> one's my new favorite. I actually really like this one a lot.
1: That one that one tasted really good. This
0: one is literally called clickbait. <laughs> clickbait. <laughs> it's like (laughs) (laughs) That's the flavor. It's like a clickbait flavor.
1: I mean, it got me. (laughs) No, it
0: looks so good. And he was texting me. He said they made, like, they've got a bunch of characters on it. I see all these characters.
1: Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. they
0: made a bunch of plushies. Plushies? You can actually like, buy you can buy the plushies. That's crazy. Which is actually really funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think That was really funny. Like, put it on a sports drink can, and all of a sudden, you can make a stuffed animal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, should just buy all of them. Like, <laughs> all of them. And then no, just honestly. Tell it. me right? about it. Sponsored by G. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. No, I was really excited you were coming in, though. As you said, you had a lot of interesting things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I'm just kind of gonna kind of give you the floor a little bit in a minute, but give me like a little, a little uh, intro into what we're gonna be talking about.
1: Well, most of the things that uh, I'm from a border town uh, down in down in Texas, uh, bordering Matamoros, Mexico, and because of that, like the border situation has always been a big part of my life. You know, uh, just you know I I've had to cross it like every day. Mm-hmm. So um, my main thing like I wanna I wanna really like. Focus about would be situations that 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 concern the border. For example, like uh, American policy with the border, and also a lot of like crime and cartel business in the border. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's become more and more prevalent in the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, kind of hit a uh, a streaking point. When during the Trump presidency, because mm-hmm. that was his whole campaign, right? Um, and Biden's kind of reversed a lot of those decisions and tried to. A lot of people are saying he's tried to like fix the problems created by that administration, right? Um, but I'm definitely interested to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah. what do you want to start with? What are you thinking? Uh, You're talking about cartels earlier. We can start with that. Yeah, sounds good. That's like important background.
1: I, yeah, like. I think so. So, cartel business has it's always been a problem in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think specifically where I'm from. Uh, cartel has honestly gone up so much in the past few decades. Um, I remember, excuse me. I remember uh, when I was younger, my dad would used to tell me uh, he when when he was like younger and whatever. Um, he would like his parents, my mom's parents, would like let him just go out into the streets and play, you know, outside and whatever. You could leave your windows open, your doors unlocked, and you'd be completely fine. But after after like years of cartel business like just increasing in like i guess severity um you don't have that in mexico anymore i used to go outside as well i used to play soccer in my in my in my in my street you know in my neighborhood but after a while my parents just stopped letting me go out just because like it really was getting that that bad
0: when did it hit kind of when did that change start happening
1: honestly probably like it probably started like a little bit before I was born, like probably like five years before I was born. But they really didn't like, I guess my parents didn't really want to, I guess not. It's not the right word to say, not see it, but they didn't want to like believe it, I guess. And so they, they would still let me go out and, you know, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that they they caught on like probably like four or five years, like or is five, six years. Sorry. Um when i when i was like five or six t- that they started saying you know what stay inside we don't want you to go outside
0: right right was that um around the time i mean cartels have been kind of coming inching upon the american border for a long time but i know recently and i say recently is in like the last 20 years was really when it hit a, a streaking point yeah, yeah. that was the point where it was very obvious w- that there was a lot of uh, additional i mean drugs coming in from mexico obviously um but also just crime in general along the border areas. Um, so one more time, where'd you say you're from?
1: I'm from uh, Matamoros, Mexico, okay. or Bronzeville, Texas. I was okay. born in Texas, but my okay. parents aren't American citizens, so we live across the border in Mexico. In Would Middle you language. like to spell that for me so I can pull <laughs> <Yeah. back. laughs> <laughs> it? Yeah, find it online. Uh, it's M A T A M O R O S. Do you mean to repeat that? No, I'm good. Oh, we got awesome. it.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, pull up a little map. I'm interested. Um, yeah. So is it uh, it's right on the border. Yeah. Clearly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a little zoom out. will yeah. see. Yeah. Um, with a little
2: bit of a technical difficulty. Don't know how to do that. <laughs> the display capture is the wrong screen.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. I got mm-hmm. you one second.
2: Um, um <coughs> go to display capture. Turn on. Oh, shit. Double tap on it.
0: Uh, double tap on the, this thing here. There we go. Uh, go to display. Ah, there we go. Okay. There we go. It yeah, you can you can make it smaller, uh, but anyway, okay. So yeah, give me a little rundown here. Where is where is there like a main entry point that you know
1: uh, you of? for like to get yeah, into like, the U.S. You yeah, mean? yeah. Uh, so if you like zoom in into if you zoom in into the into the the, the border over here, um, I think it's over here. Can you can you zoom in into this bridge over here? Yeah, I think that's the main one I usually take okay. to 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 get into the u.s right yeah veterans international bridge but there's also some over here uh where is it this one uh that's the puente nuevo i think uh mm-hmm. and then there's one more i think ah uh, where is it no it's not that's way too far out um there there's so a, f- lot yeah. there a lot of entry points there are a lot of entry there's four main ones uh okay there's just in this area, just in Matamoros, yeah. Okay. So okay. there's a Veterans Bridge, the one that I, I usually t- take. Uh, that we call it El Puente de los Tomates. Right. Uh, then there's El Puente Nuevo, the one that I, the other one I showed you. Right. Uh, there's El Puente Viejo, which is a little bit. It's an older. It's an older bridge, I guess. You can get that from the name. Right. And then there's uh, I think an even older one. It's called El Puente de los Indios. Okay. And that was I think that one's a lot older, but that one's like more more to the west.
0: Can you give me a little history on Matamoros is there is this a specifically prevalent area
1: so uh it was founded i think like sixteen hundred seventeen hundreds uh by i think it was the sp- i i think it was the spanish if i if i'm not mistaken uh but it was actually named Matamoros i think like seventeen eighteen hundreds after the mexican revolution uh by this dude that was like a. I think he was like a, a hero for the Mexican independence, national independence. Uh, but I mean, other than that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an old town, uh, and a lot of I guess a lot, there's a lot of history behind it. But I'm not, I guess, too familiar with the history of that place. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Okay. No, I got you. Um, yeah. So which of the because I know there's a variety of cartels that are present. Um, what's the most prevalent in this area?
1: Currently, probably. El cartel del Golfo, or the Gulf cartel, I think it's what it would translate to. Yeah, Um, it's it's uh, that that one is the main main one. But there's like you said, more you know more. um, I guess more crime syndicates or more crime. Uh, Organizations like the Cetas—that's a little older group that I think was more prevalent in like 1900s and earlier. Reading about them, Um, Uh,
0: they're they kind of fallen out a little bit. Yeah, they're known for intense um, violence, Um, violence, a lot of
1: brutality and violence. Indeed, is the uh, is the other one the Gulf of of Cartel? Yeah, it is as well. It's also it's also very known for violence. Okay, Um, and then. I, I, there's probably a few more, but they have like such little influence that it's like, these are the two like main, main ones, I guess. And
0: those originated in
1: Mexico. Yes. Those two. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cause I know that a lot of cartels, I mean, obviously there were, um, gangs in a lot of parts in the U S like everywhere, but along the border, especially. Mm-hmm. And when the cartels decided that they wanted to make a move into, into the U S they kind of like co-opted them.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: basically. so, but there are, there are others that are present. Okay.
1: Well, another thing that's interesting is, mm. um, a lot of people think that like the cartel is strictly happening in, in the Mexican side, and yes, like it, it is very, it is more most most prevalent in Mexico, right? But um, it has the cartel has control of both sides of the border mo- in most areas. For example, how do they do that? How do they get control? Big cities: El Paso, San Diego, Los Angeles, all of those cities. You know where where there's a lot of crime. It's a big population. Um, there's, e- even though you don't want to really think about it because. Y- you think that it's happening, like not happening to you, Um, these crime organizations are setting themselves up in these areas. And they're, uh, you know, either they're they're setting up there so that they can, you know, transfer their drugs from Mexico to the U.S. And they just have headquarters everywhere.
0: Yeah, what does setting up consist of? Does it like setting (coughs) up businesses and stuff like that? Yeah, they,
1: usually what they do is they, like, they falsify uh, identities, uh, identifications, sorry, and they would usually maybe like buy something or they could even threaten people. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how how it works exactly. Uh, But I, I I know that they set up in these big urban areas uh, so that they have easier access or easier control over the transportation of drug trafficking or whatever you want.
0: Is drug trafficking, I mean, I know it's clearly a main business, but is it still the main business for a lot of these cartels? I think,
1: I think for the most part it is, but there's other businesses such as like, you know, transferring migrants from Mexico to uh, the U.S. That's a, that's a big, big thing, uh, which is also one of the worst ones because they, you know, they exploit these, these, um, these migrants um, and they steal from them. They rape the woman. They do horrible, horrible things. And it's. It's disgusting, but, I mean, it's a business that they that they handle as well.
0: Right. That's pretty much just human trafficking at that
1: point. Yeah. Okay.
0: They also, I know, have a lot of legal businesses, too, that are, like, fronts and stuff like that. Um, but I... So when they they get to these cities, they headquarter in these cities. What's their next step? Do they tend to like expand out into the smaller surrounding towns? What's the plan?
1: Usually, usually, uh, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with this, I guess, but, uh, yeah,
0: it's probably for the best. You don't know a lot.
1: About <laughs> drug <traffic>. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, no, I, I guess the, the main thing that, that I'm aware of for the most part, I don't want to like say more than I don't know. Right. Mm. But, after after you know trafficking the drugs into the us um i would say that they they probably um sell it to to i mean american americans really like there's there's a huge business for drugs here in america um and i think i, I don't think that's a that's a surprise to anyone um uh, but they yeah, no, I, I mean other than that i don't i'm not sure entirely sure what else they 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 really do
0: the illegality of drugs in america makes it very easy for these groups to come in and flourish very yeah, easy extremely i mean easy. Um, it, since it's so difficult also here to grow, and we talked to Joe Leparge about this the other day and how it's, it's getting easier to grow things with, um, different acts that are coming to place. It's easier to grow things on your own property. Mm-hmm. So uh, at some point it will be easier to get a hold of this for people, right. which might affect cartel influence. But for the time being, it's, since it's so difficult to grow and obtain drugs within America, mm-hmm. it became so easy yeah. for cartels to come in and like you said, establish themselves in these big areas where crime is really prevalent. And I mean, normally with crime hand in hand comes drug use. Right. Um, it became really easy for them to just set up shop and I mean, give, essentially just give the people what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to <laughs> dock them for that. They it, did. It's supply and demand. Exactly. Clearly it's yeah. illegal supply and demand, but it is, it happens. It, it yeah. happens. Right. And it is, it is what it is. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you know about this. Do the cartels tend to grow their own or do they tend to co-op farms?
1: I think I'm not entirely sure with that front. I I would think that that they do kind of both. Uh, They probably have farms down in Mexico uh, and, and probably like headquarters where they live or whatever. But they probably also like... I'm not entirely sure the reality of, like, growing these things in different states in the U.S., but um, they probably also co-op with other, like, other people that that, that grow these things, right?
0: Yeah. What was Joe talking about? Uh, The the Natural Growth Act or something like that? The one that that... You know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) I don't remember the name of it.
2: Yeah, it was something like... There's like a movement where a lot of people are trying to get drugs that come from plants legalized. Right.
1: Wow. Right.
0: So he was saying something along the lines of, uh, and this was on the topic of microdosing. Uh, The person that suggested this and brought it up to the Massachusetts government was someone that uh, essentially microdosed, um, unhappy with life, started microdosing, and found joy again or something like that. So now she's trying to push this agenda where it would allow people to grow um, natural drugs, marijuana essentially, right. uh, in their backyard. So you wow. can use it for legal usage. You can't sell it, but you can I use see. it for your own, for yourself. I gotcha. Um, which is, I mean, it has a lot of effects on a bunch <laughs> of other laws, which <laughs> would not work in tandem with it. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was an interesting thought. It was an yeah. interesting thought. That, that would definitely, yeah. I think that would be very detrimental toward for cartels especially a yeah big movement for them
1: right no especially like because like there's also like american competition for them so uh, I, I i don't know how how much that would affect uh, them in the border in the border areas mm-hmm. i guess but i guess for for more ce- uh, centralized american drug traffic or drug business i think that, that that might hurt them in the long run
0: This actually brings me to something else I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Could you describe a little bit the difference between the way the Sinaloa cartel acted versus these new generation cartels that are coming in? Because there's a very big
1: difference. So, I guess uh, the Sinaloas are... They're also another group formed back in the 1900s. I think maybe... No, yeah. I think early 1900s. But um, these new groups are, I guess... They're adapting to how society is, uh, how society is shaping them. You know, technology after COVID, they, they, they got so much power that it's, it's insane how, how much they, they rose in power. I mean, currently, I think Matamoros is the, the primary economy for Matamoros is being driven by cartel business. Um, and it's insane. Like the Sinaloa's back, back, back when they were in control, in power and whatever, um, and not to say that they' they still don 't have any influence because they obviously do, but I think that that for the most part um the Sinaloa cartel um, is it 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 lost its power because it couldn 't adapt to how how modern times were as were needed it to to adapt and that 's why other other groups like the Gulf of cartel were able to you know overtake them um and well also for the fact that you know they're so brutal with their ways they I mean, the cartels—they if they're in enemy tor- territory, they'll hunt each other. So I think also the fact that that they're getting so mu- so much manufacturing uh, weaponry, you know, uh, gives them an edge over the Sinaloa cartel as well. So there's there's I mean, I mean there's a lot of factors that I'm not entirely like certain about either, right. but those are the main things I know about those two cartels.
0: I mean, even more generally though, I know the Sinaloa cartel. I mean, it's a cartel, a crime cartel, so it still has a rep but as cartels go they were much less aggressive oh, yeah. in the in, in regards to violence like they strictly speaking were a drug running cartel that was their primary business so in that sense they tried to respect the communities to an extent they tried to you know find their place in the community so that people would accept them and not they wouldn't have problems mm-hmm. these new cartels i've been hearing a lot are just hyper aggressive hyper violent drug running is not their main source. They are there to control the area, yeah. you know, and you know, drug running is very lucrative. So they do it, but that's right. not the reason that they're doing. It. They're not doing it for money. They're doing it to have control. Right. Uh, and that is, I've heard that's the main difference maker, uh, between a lot of the, the new cartels and the old ones, the old ones could, they could get their respect in the community. Mm-hmm. type thing. these new ones are just
1: there to take over. Right. And actually that brings me to another point that I had in mind. um, I don't know if you guys uh, read about the the news report uh, like a few weeks ago, a month ago. Um, it was there was four kidnappings mm-hmm. in Matamoros, oh, yeah. uh, where I live, uh, for for American citizens. Uh, they were missing for I think two or three days until um, they were returned by the cartels. Two of them were ended up being dead, and the other the other two uh, thankfully were alive. Um, the reason for their visit was because I think the, the woman in the group, she needed surgery. So uh, she, they came down to, to Matamoros to, um, you know, it's usually also a little bit cheaper to do it over here. So that's why a lot of people get medications from Matamoros. But um, yeah, no, they came over to, to the Mexican border and they were driving around. And I think uh, after like 30 minutes of driving, uh, I think it was a, a, a black pickup or a white pickup uh, started following them and then more and more cars started following trailing their car and eventually they like they stopped them and basically like dragged them into their pickup um and then were just you know literally kidnapped in in plain daylight uh and i think that uh i also read that like a mexican uh, woman in matamoros was killed after like seeing all the altercations happening so uh it was a horrible situation that, that transpired mm-hmm. and honestly my, my prayers go out to, to 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 their families
0: do they know who which group was responsible for that uh,
1: i'm I'm not entirely sure who it was but probably just because of the prominence it was probably the Gulf of cartel which which makes brings me back to the point of their brutality and their violence you know it just I'm not even sure why they kidnapped them uh, after the fact the, the I think it was the Gulf yeah I, I think it was it was the Gulf of cartel because they issued an apology letter but uh, U.S. officials don't necessarily know if they're, if this apology was sincere or not.
0: Right, I know. Didn't they give up the the guy that did the kidnapping? Or the that, they did. They, or...
1: they I think I think it was actually like five people. They gave up two, or, two to five people, something really? like that. Yeah. Um
0: That must be a new step. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I, you don't usually see this, but I think they did it just for the fact to, to like appease American government you know, so that they don't go after them as hard. Right. uh but yeah, no uh I mean, doesn't take away the fact of like the the methods they use, right
0: right, no, I mean one hundred percent, and is that an isolated incident, or is more stuff like this happening?
1: Then? There is so much happening actually,
0: that was just the most publicized yes
1: actually um I don't you you probably also heard about this uh, you know how there's a lot of um central Americans uh, currently trying to come to the to the to the u s uh that, a, lot, a lot happened during the Trump administration when you know the caravans going through mexico um my, there's a lot of uh, like from personal experience I've driven by like the downtown area of Matamoros and I see a lot of like a lot of Central American migration centers uh, on like abandoned uh, grocery stores and abandoned uh, gas stations stuff like that and a lot of these areas cartel owns these areas or cartel controls these areas i I, I mean um, and I mean they're all these Central Americans that are that come to like try to come into the US are being exploited again by specifically where I'm from the Gulf of Cartel, right and yeah it's it's I, I, I bring this up because when I called my parents when I heard about this the kidnappings that happened I'm like hey guys uh, I heard that like it's it's getting really bad down there right uh, and my dad he started saying yeah no the there was a few kidnappings and whatever and I was following along with what, what he was saying but then I ended up saying oh yeah, yeah and the, the Apparently, like the four people are missing, right? And he tells me, "Oh, there were four people." I, w- I, I, I knew about this, this uh, other kidnapping that was like of Central Americans trying to get into the U.S. So we were talking about two completely different uh, things, and one was reported because they were American uh, citizens, while the other wasn't because well, they were Central American citizens. So yeah, no, this even though like you may not hear about it, this is this is happening, and it's and it's horrible.
0: Right. I mean, that also probably has a lot to do with. Uh like we were talking about earlier, recent changes in it, in policy in the United States. I mean, for so long, um, I mean the whole, the whole goal during the Trump administration was kind of to say America comes first. So, I mean, I'm sure over the last two years things have changed a little, but a lot Mm -hmm. during that time was focused on making sure Americans knew what was happening to Americans. They didn't really care about what was happening to those outside of America or those trying to come into America. Right. Um, so, I mean, how that's a good transition, I guess. Mm-hmm. How have things changed in the last couple of years? Do you know a lot about how things have evolved?
1: So, I know when I, growing up um, during like all the all the administrations, I think like the, mo- the main one I started getting into politics was probably the Obama administration. Um, I heard a lot of people like being super pro pro this his administration because of uh, the the border uh, situation. He, I think he was. If correct me if I am wrong, I am pretty sure he was. Uh, um, open border policy uh, for the most part, for the most part. Um, a lot of people like that and I grew up thinking the same way right because like obviously like hey let's 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 let like these people um, that, are, that are that are needing the u.s help to to get them inside the border right so obviously like for myself as well when the Trump administration came in and they were like um, Let's you know we have to to close the the border because of what's happening. I was kind of like I was kind of taken aback. I was like, hey, wait, this this is happening in Mexico as well, right? Um, but after doing more research on this kind of stuff, um, I learned that even if the 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 like the people the migrants ha- are actually given access to the United States, not only is it creating problems for the U.S. It's actually not entirely safe because the cartel, like I mentioned earlier, controls both sides of the border. So in the mig- migration centers, if cartel... Not saying that this happens in every migration center either, but um, cartel, they d- usually deal with corrupt cops. So if uh, this this is going on in, in that area where corrupt cops are being paid off by the cartel to probably give up people as well. I'm not entirely like... S- saying that th- that this is uh, like completely out in the open that it's happening all the time um but i just want to it to, does like, happen it does happen right to bring a light up to it um and so from after doing like my like my research and everything i as as a person that lives in mexico I think that closed borders still would, I think, would be the best one, the best option uh, because of the fact that, for one, it's creating problems for the American government, and for two, it's not solving the problem for, for refugees that are seeking, they're seeking asylum in, in, uh, in the U.S.
0: Right. I mean, on that note, one of the Trump administration's biggest, um, biggest policies was those seeking asylum uh, to live in the u.s had to stay in mexico while they were processed yes which is well it's got it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> if you think about it especially if that person is trying to seek asylum from mexico into the united states it right. makes absolutely no sense right uh that's something that was repealed rec- or not recently a couple two years ago probably mm-hmm. under biden um but there were some of those policies just didn't make any sense yeah and i mean you see obviously what he was doing you Trump was very open about what he wanted to do. Right. So it's, there's no digging you need to do to figure out where he was going with that. Right. But at the same time, they didn't make much sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't make much sense at all. Um, no, but you, wanted, you mentioned earlier like the corrupt cop situation, which it, it is very common for yeah. cartels to pay off. I mean, clearly law enforcement agencies, mm-hmm. but also even now, um, there's a worry that they would be able to pay off the Mexican military.
1: Oh, it's a big, they they do that, which would be a huge deal. No, they yeah. they they totally do that, a hundred percent. I mean, they literally have like our Mexican president under a leash. Uh, they like the yeah, who's the current president of Mexico? Amlo, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. That's his name. Okay, um, that's a crazy sick name. Yeah, <laughs> no, <right? laughs> uh, yeah, no. They they literally have him under a leash. I mean, um, how's that? Over the past four, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how long he's been president. Actually, I think four or five years. um,
0: Yeah, he's coming up on his fifth year, 6 year terms, right? Fifth or sixth year. Yeah, this is going to be a six-year. I think so. Oh, he's almost out of office. Then they they do six-year terms,
1: right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. So, um, for one, I think I think Amlo is not doing the best thing he could be doing with. You can say he sucks, man. He sucks. (laughs) I mean, no, he he definitely terrible. (laughs) He he does, I guess. He does, (laughs) Uh, but. I know I have examples of how because I've talked to this with with my parents in the past, but I don't know why they're not coming to me right now. Um, oh, like his policies. Like, and the, like his policies on, and why the cartel is really like keeping him on a leash right now.
0: Well, I know a little bit about this actually. Uh, he early on he adopted a very very hands off approach, very hands off, kind of with the mindset of if we leave them alone. Then they'll then leave, they'll us, leave alone. us alone. <laughs> okay, Clearly, yeah, that's, that's that, not how that <laughs> was going to happen. So, that didn't work out yeah. at all. Yeah, um, that,
1: that was one of his policies, 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, which is really ironic because the president right before him, whose name I, I is totally slipping my mind, I read a lot about him a couple days ago. Um, I think he was president until 2012. So, not right before him, but there was. Was we'll um, the, it.
1: Not name. the one before him, you said? Not the one right before him, the
0: oh. one. Be- uh, two presidents before this guy. Gotcha. I cannot remember his name. His term is until 2012, Will. Hmm. Um, I don't remember.
1: Pena Nieto was the one before. Yeah. Right before. Okay. Right so, before.
0: So the one right before Nieto, um, is who I'm talking about. Regardless, he had a very hands-on approach. He was mm-hmm. exactly the opposite as the, uh, the current president. He was using the military. He was going in constantly. That was a that was a, a dark time yeah. <laughs> for the cartels. <laughs> um, yeah okay sure yeah calderon there we go um he was very very hands-on mm-hmm. and that was it's ironic that that was his term because that was right around the time when the cartels really picked up uh moving into america which actually makes sense if yeah. you think about it they realize that they're at risk in mexico right uh, moving into another country is you know, like Probably a logical the, the, move correct yeah sense. expand business, your market right Um, So he was very, very aggressive with the cartels. Mm -hmm. Now, six years later, you get this current president in with the crazy sick name, and and he takes the opposite approach. His, His policy was something like, hugs not drugs yeah. or something is that yeah. what it was called hugs I, not, I, drugs. Hugs not yeah. drugs that was the policy yeah <laughs> yeah you can laugh it up because it's fucking ridiculous i, I don't know who would have thought this would work but literally his whole policy <laughs> his whole policy was let's just see what happens man. let's leave him alone see what happens yeah he looks like you want to give you a hug right <laughs> but the result is <laughs> and, and honestly like if you think about it if he had been more aggressive at the beginning then this wouldn't be a problem right now. But now, four years after using hugs, not drugs, it's very risky for him to try to come in with the military because, you know, it's been a while since they've been in action. Uh, The worry is that if he were to employ the military to fight the cartels, Then first off, it'd be one of the the bloodiest battles Mm -hmm. in Mexican history, which is saying something (laughs) (laughs) definitely saying something Uh, because it would pretty much be guerrilla warfare. Right. Like, yes, obviously, you know who you're fighting, but you don't know who you're fighting right especially
1: for the fact that cartels can also hire citizens threaten them into into fighting with them exactly and so you never know like who you're actually like fighting against if you're fighting against citizens parents who have kids you know kids themselves they they probably will use kids as well right um or the actual cartel you know
0: it's a very and this is seems like a stretch but if you think about it it's not it's a very vietnam-esque situation here because you have um the, obviously, the military within the country fighting their own citizens who they don't think are the people they're supposed to be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know if they just got the right guy or just a totally innocent. So it is a really tough situation. No, Plus, yeah. once again, like we said, the worry is that maybe the cartels could get to the military. Right. They, could, they could bribe military officials. And then exactly. all of a sudden... It becomes an entirely different situation where it's almost as though the cartels have the military under their thumb. Yeah. They could get all sorts of advanced weaponry, which they're already obtaining. I mean, in recent years, you've seen videos, like right. they're all over the place, right. of cart- uh, members of the cartel using AR 15s to yeah. just try to take out planes and, and trucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, that is, <laughs> <laughs> Drugs Not Hugs really did fuck over <laughs> the current <laughs> president. Because yeah. now you've got to you a just military. let them go lose basically. Yeah, it's it's a losing losing battle. Exactly. I mean, the hope was they could do it without violence. Right. It's a s- stupid hope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was ever gonna. I work think out. I think
1: I think that policy really showed the president's weakness mm-hmm. in w- with handling the, the crime syndicates in in Mexico right now, and I think the crime syndicates really took advantage of that fact and just expanded their business to to levels like not seen before in the country so far. So, yeah, I mean, because there's literally no opposition to them. So. Except
0: themselves. Except themselves. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, which, I mean, like you said, we were talking about earlier, these new generations, uh, these new cartels that are opening up, the, uh, what, uh, the Gulf that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I was looking up this other one a second ago. Uh, Jalisco, we are talking about Jalisco. them. Uh, both hyper-aggressive, and there were more, too. Uh, all very hyper-aggressive, kind of straying from the traditional business acumen that the Sinaloas, for example, had followed for so long. Right. So, um, like you said, there's pretty much turf wars going on all over Mexico. Horrible. Um, And it is expanding to the United States. Uh, Like you said, there's not a lot of news coverage about it yet, but, you know, this big example we were talking about shows how Americans are affected, like how people that... um, the the people that got kidnapped were affected and then all of a sudden everyone cares right so the pro the pro question is <laughs> at what point will people start realizing you know what's happening
1: it's a huge problem right
0: yeah i really don't know oh, what is this you're highlighting um
2: yeah here there was a data leak in 2022 that proved that there was a top law enforcement officer that was paying money to protect the cartel and also that there's proof that um Soldiers from Mexico's military sell guns to the cartels, that even though they're supposed idea. to fu- be fighting the drug war against them. They're selling the military weapons to the cartels. Yeah, drug war takes on an, an entirely different meaning. <laughs> entirely different yeah. meaning. It's,
0: and I mean I'm not surprised. This is kind of like a, uh, it's kind of kind of like when America sold weapons to Iran and Iraq. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, like they, yeah, they're fighting themselves, and there's exactly. just nothing nothing to take away from that. I mean that is actually crazy though that that's happening um that was military soldiers
1: yeah mexican military crazy that is crazy and i mean that it, it's happening all over the country mm-hmm. uh and huge respect for the for the for the mexican yeah. uh, citizens who are actually getting into the military f- to actually fight the cartel mm-hmm. uh but it's the fact that so much of the military is corrupted because well because of the weakness of the american go- or uh, sorry of the mexican government it's just it's sad right it's sad right
0: there are talks about the. I mean, what would be a solution uh, towards getting rid of cartels? You know, like it seems like fighting them is the way to go, but at the same time, they're getting nowhere.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, no. So, I was talking to the w- with my dad about this mm-hmm. um, a while back, and he said that currently, like fighting them head on is probably not the best idea, just because of the the amount of like violence that would occur in Mexico. Uh, that that would like that will i guess pr- pr- proceed the the intervention of the mexican and american governments into into cartel business so uh he didn't offer me a, a clear clear solution but he was saying that in order to like to in order to like advance as a as a as a, as a republic you know as a mexican republic um uh, we need to first of all first and foremost better education in, in in mexico so that uh you know coming up in in future generations um People who are who are better educated in Mexico are able to, first of all, you, uh, first of all, they. He, it's kind of hard to say, just because again, the, the cards are such a such a tricky situation, right? right. But I think the the main thing wh- he told me is like, you know, we need to we need to get our children educated so that in the future they're able to take governmental positions. They need they, they're able to create better, I guess, better businesses also in Mexico, uh... and. You need to strengthen uh, Mexican, I guess, demeanor over over uh, civil authority and protection, and uh, that that really just comes with with getting better better schools, better education systems, and getting actual you know powerful leaders. I guess.
0: Right. Right. No, honestly, um, and you did that brings up another important point. Is yes, it's important to educate your people so that you can you know learn and grow in the future. I'm sure that's the opposite of what the cartels want. Right, so exactly. There's going to be a lot of pushback from there, too. Exactly. I mean, that is a big problem, um, is that you know all these good ideas that we can come up with are the opposite of what the people with the power want to happen. Exactly. So even if you have a sitting a sitting president in New Mexico that really wants to make it happen, it would still be very difficult. Exactly. You know? And um, uh, Okay, here we go. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah, we'll go. <laughs> this, yeah, is so a good, gotta, this is actually a good I got a question for Paco or Dana, if anyone can answer this. What's up? Um, Trump's whole thing about the border wall. Uh-huh. I was always curious as if to a wall would actually do anything. Well. As if people okay. wouldn't just go over it or under it or through it. Or to
0: the places where it's weak and just, yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: So the wall that, that, that's that been going on, there's a lot of misconceptions about the wall uh, that, that he was proposing. Of course, it was strengthening, you know, uh, the border gate that, that, that exists in, in my area and every, and everywhere along the border. But it also didn't really mean make a 50-foot wall, right? It just meant, like, strengthening the, the amount of security that goes with the wall and, you um, it's uh can can you repeat one more time what your question was
2: uh yeah just if the border wall like actually does anything like if it really actually helps the situation or if it just worsens it or
0: you mean beyond just like creating a a physical barrier yeah if like the
2: physical barrier actually does anything for the situation
1: I would think that here in America even though there's corruption I think there's way 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 so much less corruption than in Mexico. So I feel like the border wall would uh, or the idea of the border wall or increasing, you know, border security would potentially be a great idea just because it'll 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 make the cartel business so much harder that they might have to they might have to resort back to to only Mexico. So I think that it would be a great idea to 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 you know not build a 50-foot wall, but more, more so add more security and protection around the border area. Right. I mean,
0: in addition to that, obviously there are going to be ways that the cartels will figure out to make their business still happen in America. Right. But even if you can make it just that much harder... <clears throat> Exactly. It would become, you know... It might not maybe be... Yeah, it's not, it's, not, the it's not good for the business. It's it bad, exactly. terrible for the business. Exactly. But maybe for one of... Like, just one of the groups would be like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the hope there, right? Exactly. I mean, and then
1: if you do that, mm-hmm. then you can cut off communication between uh, the American side of the border and the Mexican side of the border where the cartels are headquartered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that'll weaken them in the long run because they then they have no business, right? right. So I think it'll be... I think personally it, it would be a great idea. To have, to, a, to have a border wall. To have
0: a border wall, yes. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, additionally, like we were saying earlier, these new generation cartels that where drug-running is kind of their second-hand business. You know, they're just going there for the power. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to have power if you can't get to the other side. Exactly. So, I mean, over time, all I can imagine, if you really do have a strong physical border, like presence there, then it will become very difficult over time. I mean, you'll kind of have waning influence right as time goes on exactly you know, um if you can, at least in the american side, you know in that yeah. sense
1: because um, i think in the, in the mexican side there's still a lot that has to be done 100 oh yeah, 100 yeah. in the american side yes 100 so do you think that
2: the since the wall would make like the gates between the borders like a stronger like way of travel if that makes sense do you think that because the wall would make the gates more important that it would cause more corruption within the officers that work at the gates
1: hmm short term i think yeah short term the the, the cartel would probably try to buy them off uh, and some some officers are probably going to be weak and give in to to all the bribes that they're giving them but i think in in the long term again just just because you're gonna you're gonna keep adding security and security to the border uh these officers that are corrupt in this areas will probably you know washed out by actual you know good american uh, police officers in border patrol so I think like Dean said, short term yes it would happen, but over the long term it, it it'll be a benefit to American to the American society.
0: Yeah, the beauty of having so like fewer entrance points is that you don't need unlimited people at that point. You need like you said a couple of good individuals working like working specific areas. You don't need to have in a lot of places there's 50 mile gaps where there's just no border wall at all exactly uh, because the Trump administration essentially ran out of time right you know, they, they couldn't build the wall that they wanted to mm-hmm. so you have 50 mile gaps of just desert open area desert for, for cartels that's to where they in that's where they of.
1: conduct their business yeah. where there's no border security
0: if you shut that shit off first off it'll be a huge financial hit the cartels if they have to bribe every guy they go past yeah additionally it will just like i said become not worth it at some exactly what's the point in bribing all these people we're just losing money at this point exactly you know so yeah i'm sure there's like i said still be ways for influence to grow in different places in in, in the united states Mm -hmm. but it would become so much harder this is a trade-off though the border wall is a huge trade-off yes it would be great to block off the cartels from getting in but then there also creates an entirely different problem for refugees and asylum seekers. Uh, it will become way more difficult. Um, so it is t- t- completely a trade-off. As with everything, there's no right. such thing as a perfect solution here. Right. So, uh,
1: and I guess to to add a little bit more to the to the to the to the coming to the U.S. Uh, situation for uh, Mexican citizens, um, I think that that as you know as someone that lives in Mexico I understand the laws that, that, that go with you know the transfer over from from Mexico to the US being a huge process oh I yeah. think I think that there needs to be a reform in that area because it's just taking way too long for for Mexican citizens to be in in I guess inducted into, into the US into the US government or into the US society um, and that's a it's a huge thing uh, that, that I've always been you know kind of envious of, with with other with my friends about because I, I live in mexico right so um when i went to school in, in the u.s in bronzeville um i would uh, you know my my friends would always be doing sleepovers they would be always hanging out at each other's houses like after school whatever you know mm-hmm. um but i never got that i i i always you know had to cross the border back into mexico and it it was always so scary right because my my mom would always say she would tell me Paco si te digo que te que te agaches te agachas meaning if you need to if you need to like duck if i tell you to duck you duck right cuz like just because like it's it, it's that dangerous where, where I'm from right um and I would always ask her mom what about what about you right uh, don't you wouldn't you also have to duck and she would tell me i have to be the one driving here so it's like it, it, it's always it, it's always been so so Dangerous where I'm from, so I was always envious of, of, the, of the fact of that my friends were always you know they could live the the, the safe in the safety of, of the U.S. government societies um, arms, and I would ask my mom, hey, why 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 can't we move to the U.S. right? And she said, well, it's because we're we're Mexican citizens, and we'd have to we have to apply for for uh, American citizenship. Um, but not only would that be uh, not only would that take a long long process, but we're also leaving like all the the jobs that they have currently in Mexico, and it, it, it was just not I guess not practical to do. Yeah. So
0: what is it? Can you describe that pr- process a little bit, uh, maybe towards um, getting an American citizenship? Do you know what that process would look like?
1: I'm not entirely sure. Actually. I know
0: it's incredibly long.
1: I know I have sense. a few friends that that um, that have been. Uh, among along this process. And I've heard from people that they've taken up to fif- from 15 up to 20 years for their American citizenship to finally come in and they're able to actually live in the U.S. So I, I, I guess uh, for the most part, I, t- I still need to do more research on that, t- on that front. But uh, I know that uh, when I'm older, um, my, my, my parents have always talk to me about this, uh, when I'm older, um, if I, if I have like a, a good living situation here in the U.S. i S I'm making good money and I'm settled down, I can, I can, uh, advocate for my parents move from Mexico to the U S because their son is an American citizen. So that's, that's, I, I, again, I would still need to do more research on that front, but that's what my dream is to do later yeah. in life.
0: There are also a lot of different paths to not necessarily getting citizenship but gaining residence within the united states i mean there's the dreamers act um there's clearly citizenship you can get a green card but every single one of them is so convoluted <laughs> and hard to figure out it is really impressive that that the u.s government's managed to find the most difficult ways to make this a possibility <laughs> for people um but it, did you find some steps Here, real quick
2: uh, yeah, I'm working on that right now. Okay. <laughs> I should have logged you into chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I should>. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, no, it is crazy. I went to a talk earlier this year. hosted by Carol actually. Oh. Um, she did, she put on this talk and she was talking about just a couple of different methods, uh, towards gaining residence in the United States. I see. Um, because her mother had, I can't remember uh, which method she used, but, uh, I don't know. That was that was a really interesting talk because first off it was an, around an hour and 15 minutes long mm-hmm. and all it was was describing these methods. It took, it took uh, an hour. Uh, and 15 I could have I, I could have described that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All it did for an hour and fifteen minutes was describe these methods, and they <laughs> they people that were using these different methods were talking on the uh, on a panel too. So it was I really see. interesting. I it was just um, incredible to me that it took <laughs> that long to describe <laughs> <laughs> what each of these things does. I was like, really? <laughs> that long? <laughs> like, we're still going. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a one one or two step process. It's ridiculous. And
1: I mean, it makes sense, right? Just because like just because like you have to make sure that you have it. Uh, everything I, I think it's like a, a lot of trust as well for for you can't really just accept anyone on the go on the fly mm. but at the same time it's taking way way too long to 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 process these things so it's right it's it needs to it needs to change in my opinion
0: we talked earlier about how the Trump administration implemented some some policies uh, in order to try to speed up this process a little bit and you want to talk a little bit about the kids in cages situation as well and that was a part of yeah. one of his ideas which was separating families right. Each other.
1: So I think I'm not in okay. So for 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 this for this topic, it's 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 a very very iffy topic for me, just because uh, I used to do a lot more research on this like back two years ago, three years ago, but I haven't seen that in a, in in a while. I do know that this this kids in cages policy has it started since the since the Obama administration, if I'm not mistaken, um, and basically it was it's it, it was just having children in detention centers went their their f- when families cross over from Mexico to to the US and i think under the trump administration I, i'm not sure if it was as punishment or f- or what it was exactly just cuz i haven't really re- researched it but um the like during the trump administration the families would be separated and the children were kept in an area while the parents were kept in another area or deported back and uh i think now in the biden administration i think that 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 was kind of like uh, appealed. So yeah. it's, it's no longer happening. The families are together again, which is good. Um, so big
0: thing in his campaign. yeah. Was saying, we're going to bring the families back together that were separated. Right. Policy. I don't know his method of doing that. Yeah. I no, mean, me neither. Like you said, if they deported parents and the children are still in America, I don't know if that method was deporting <laughs> the child or bringing the parents back. Right. I don't know what the situation right. is. There. So definitely an iffy, iffy topic. <laughs> iffy topic. <in> that regard. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I know that that was huge during I think you're right. I think it started during Obama's administration, but it was huge during the Trump administration right. um, because and I think that's
1: because a lot of coverage was 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 given to the to the to the Trump administration oh, yeah but I mean even then, I think for even here now in the Biden administration and Obama administration, it's just as prevalent it's just that it's not covered by the media right so. Just something to think about.
0: I mean, the problem with the method was that it was, for what Trump was trying to accomplish, which was clearly a flawed and terrible method, it was very effective for what he wanted to accomplish. Exactly. That was the main problem with it, is that um, it got a lot of support from his supporters. Because, I mean, frankly, they weren't thinking about how it affects people, they were thinking about how it fixes their problem. Right. Um, which is... I mean, that's the problem with a lot of policy. That was the problem when we pulled out of Afghanistan earlier last year. I mean, that that was the problem with Ukraine right now. It's just half of the country wants to do like what Trump was a big fan of, put Mm -hmm. us first, Mm -hmm. what's best for us. And then the other half is thinking about, you know, what's best for everybody involved. Like, what about these people that we're leaving out? Stuff like
1: that. Right. Um, It's a huge, huge, huge issue. And it's not
0: just a split either. It's not like... Like right leaning people think one way, left the other. It's right. like it's just intermixed. Exactly, like people exactly. are always thinking about different things. Exactly, you know, that's just right. how it is. Um, but that was definitely, obviously, a super controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see the effects uh, in the coming years of that.
1: No, I, I, I agree. I, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how how next presidency is going to hand, handle this. Right. Hopefully, with a little more elegance, <laughs> uh, have <Hopefully>. uh, a. <laughs> But I, I don't think this, this issue is going to be resolved anytime soon. Right. Um, maybe 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, maybe we'll start seeing effects, a, actual good, good good policies being implemented. But, mm. I mean, currently, there's, I, I don't see, like, a lot of things happening in the border situation. Right. Um, but I think the ma- main thing I would advocate for, again, would be just that, that, that border wall to add security to the places that need security, uh, hurt the cartel business, and hopefully just, you know, make, I guess, I guess speaking as an American here, uh, make America um, a, a great place to live again. Right. Like, especially where I'm from in the border, in border towns, you know, just because it's so dangerous down there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, definitely. I see what you're saying there. I mean, uh, on that note, actually, um, I'm more interested to see what the next president of Mexico is going to do. Because we already know, we don't know this, but it's pretty clear who the candidates are going to be running for presidency in the U.S. It's going to be Biden versus Either Donald Trump, depends on what happens with his indictment right now. Or probably or
1: DeSantis. DeSantis, yeah. And
0: they have similar border policies. Right. So we kind of know what the situation is going to look like in America. Mm-hmm. Like, either way, what's going to happen. Right. I'm more interested to see who the next president of Mexico, who is just, no one knows who it's going to be yet. Yeah. There's, like, there's not even uh, polls out yet. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> no, no candidates yet. No <laughs> candidates. Right. <laughs> it's a, probably a year and a half-ish. So right. Like, maybe a year at this point. And, I mean he's not going to take the hugs for drugs approach. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) not. (laughs) We've seen how that works. I don't think anyone in their right mind would go for that. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So it is going to be really interesting to see what the next president of Mexico is. The interesting thing about the current president, and we talked about this earlier, obviously, but the interesting thing is he's trying to target underlying problems, social, financial issues, as opposed to going head on with the cartels. And it's an interesting approach. He's not being aggressive enough with that, but I think the key there is, like you said, the education, but also the financial situations, right? If you can improve the financial situation, I mean, even just along the borders of the United States, then it would dramatically decrease the, the um, I guess, interest for the cartels to come into America. Right. And also just for immigrants. Like immigration would probably decrease if the border towns were built up financially. Exactly. No. So yeah. it will be interesting to see if that's an approach that the next president takes.
1: Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a better leader than what we have now. So yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to see what what what, what the candidates in Mexico are gonna be for next for I think the next presidency. Yeah. I think that's coming up in two years, a year something like that. A year and a half, yeah, right, something right
0: like or, that. Yeah, I mean, oh, you looking at presidential polls right now.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it. Why is
0: Chris Christie on this? <laughs> there's no way. <laughs>
2: Couldn't tell you, but it says that right now the top three predicted people for the, the Republican candidate is Trump, DeSantis, and Mike Pence.
0: Yeah, there's going to... Yeah.
1: Big names, too.
0: It all is going to come down to what happens in Trump's indictment right now um, in his... Uh,
1: I'm not, uh, I'm not no too case. familiar with, with what's going on there. What, 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 is, that, what exactly is going is on? It is a
0: really convoluted situation. Very <laughs> interesting, though. Um, so, essentially, it all circulates around hush money payments from mm-hmm. 2016, right before his election. Or right before... Um,
1: you mean like ta- tax fraud? Something like that? No,
0: actual hush money payments, like bribery to not oh, say anything. I see. He paid a porn star 250 $50,000 something like that to essentially not say that, you know, we hooked up <laughs> uh, and he did that right before voting was going to happen. So mm-hmm. she wouldn't come out and cause he is a very, a part of his platform is very religious. Mm-hmm. So it would have been probably detrimental. Right. Uh, and it was already going to be a close raise.
1: And is that, is that a hundred percent proven?
0: Uh, he definitely did that. Gotcha. He's, I think he's denying that. <laughs> I think he's denying what the money was for, but uh-huh. he definitely made a payment off the books that he wrote down as a business expense. Gotcha. Yeah. The thing illegal.
2: with that is he, he gave his money to, I believe it was his lawyer. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. For quote like unquote that. legal fees. And then that whatever $250,000 was given to the born started I keep quiet. It.
0: And that in and of itself is not what makes it a criminal charge, which is the convoluted part there. Mm-hmm. So the reason is that they're getting him for fraud for making a payment that was not what it was for. Mm. It was the additional bribery charge that made it a criminal act. So gotcha. those two separate things would both be either misdemeanors or not a criminal offense um, mm-hmm. is the point there. They'd probably be civil cases. Okay, But the fact that it was one using one of the charges being covered up... To cover up the other charge is what makes it a criminal thing. So that's why it's I say it's so convoluted right. because it's clearly a bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes perfect sense, like in in theory, like it is the they're following the law to, the, to a T right now. Right. But a little bit so too closely that it's clearly a bit of a reach. Right. So that's why okay, one hundred thirty, not 130000 hundred thirty thousand dollar payment. Gotcha. And it's a little. It's experimental. It's the way they're putting it. It's it's an experimental charge. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's why people are so up in arms about it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, they are trying to charge a former president with a um, a criminal uh, a felony. Shot, is that a what criminal it's criminal a
1: charge? What's that? A felony charge?
0: A felony charge. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's a criminal case. So. They're trying to charge a former president yeah. with a felony. 34 <clears throat> counts. There you go.
2: Falsified New York business records in there order to conceal an illegal conspiracy to undermine the integrity of the 2016 presidential election.
0: There you go. I so
2: see. yeah, then there's the other part. They tried to tie in the election to it.
0: There's a lot of moving pieces here. Yeah. That will take a lot of proving. Politics. Huh? No, it's it's <laughs> actually, a very, it's a ridiculous case. It all like, it all makes sense. It all checks out. Right. But it's just a ridiculous case. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, break down these 34 counts for me, would you? So- 11 uh, counts. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
2: 11 counts involve the checks, 11 center on the monthly invoices to oh, his lawyer, cold. and 12 involve the entries in the general ledger for Trump's trust. So at the end
0: of the day, it's just, um, you know, they just messed up their balance sheet is pretty much what it is. They, <laughs> falsified, they falsified some records to cover okay. something up. Uh, so that's what it is. And, yeah, that was Bragg right there. He is, uh, go scroll down a little bit. That's him. He, Hold yeah, on. put him on the screen. So he is the district attorney in man in Manhattan. He's pretty much the most powerful um, district attorney in New York, I and he's bringing this upon Trump here. Gotcha. So, so that's the situation. He's a he's a liberal. Uh, he is. I mean, clearly, as in his position, he's pretty supposed to be like Supreme Court esque. Like they don't really have a, a leaning, but he's clearly a liberal. Gotcha. And he's bringing it on trump on trump yeah, uh, problem i don't know what the situation's going to come of i don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> but as things stand right now everything that he said actually checks out <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. it's a it's a stretch but it I, checks that, out. I mean
1: i think i think if uh i think that because trump did this i mean obviously he should, he should fakes the, the consequences for what mm-hmm. he did but i think it's also a big part it's it's a political move no, especially especially now that so, elections are okay. coming up so yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 two things can be true at once, right?
0: Yeah. My whole thing with this is I agree with you. He should face the consequences for that because it is illegal. Right. Right. There's a lot of moving pieces here. Exactly. He's been accused of a lot of things over the years. Right. So, I mean, the fact that this is the thing that's coming to fruition at this time under these circumstances is clearly, you know, it's clearly has some politics to it. Right. Um, my whole issue with it, though, is, I mean, this is going to be the first time that a former president has been charged with anything, any criminal, um, offense, any criminal offense, which creates an entirely new problem, uh, a targeting problem specifically. I get the feeling that in three years when Biden's or not, three, oh, it could be three years, could be eight years, whatever it is when Biden's out of office. Oh, we're going to try to bring charges on Biden. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be an, a little bit of an endless circle is yeah. my prediction is that every, <laughs> cause, like all of these super powerful men, they have something. In their in their life that they did, right. so I'm worried that that's going to start snowball. Hopefully,
1: hopefully not. I
0: right. hope it doesn't, because right. this is like a really bad situation, you know. Right. Um, but at the same time, it, that's why it's so give and take. It's <laughs> so give and take. Yeah, so it is a little worrying, um, but the entire election rests on this. So right. I am really interested to see what happens.
1: No, a hundred percent uh when, w- so it's 2023 right ne- next yep. year elections start coming up again yeah, so yep. how are the so the the i know that there's um like conferences for for um what's it called uh, Republicans and Democrats, where it's like you're gonna you're gonna choose who the next who the next candidate is gonna be. Um, has that has that happened yet for, for primaries? F- yeah, the primaries. No, no, not yet. Gotcha. When did this? When did those happen?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Is it? It's either in six months or a year. I think it's probably more like a year. Gotcha. Point. We're still we're still getting there. You know, like these are just polls. They they really don't mean much yet, right? Um, because if you remember. Um, yeah you see when the the primaries are so that's august 6th it said okay um, of next it year, it depends right? on the state. Yeah, it depends Fair. on the state. Okay, so yeah, they're coming up soonish, is my soon-ish. point. But yeah, these are just polls. So it said I think Trump had fifty percent, DeSantis had twenty five percent, Pence was at six, and then it was just a sprinkle of other people. I think I saw vodka on there actually. <laughs> uh, it's just ironic that's his Trump's daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like a little. That might be a write in there, but um, regardless. Everything will come down to the wire, as it does every time. I don't know. If, I mean, we were young at this point, but in 2008, it looked like Clinton, Hillary Clinton was going to be the Democratic candidate until a month before the primaries, Obama sweeped in and yeah. just demolished her. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everything will come down to the wire. Right. Yeah. Here's this. Joe Biden actually, I think yesterday, just announced his reelection campaign. Mm. So he is going to be running again which I don't think he planned on doing at first. I think his plan was to be president for four years as the popular face Mm -hmm. and then ease his vice president, uh, Kamala, into 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 presidency. But Kamala has been disappointing, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. I mean, uh, not that she's done anything bad, but she just hasn't done anything. Right. um, Whatever the case be. Yeah. So if Joe Biden wins again, he will come out of office at 86 years old. That's insane. It will be the oldest president by a mile, right? Um,
2: I mean, I remember.
0: Of him. Yeah, no, he's already... He's already
2: three years past the average life expectancy, and <laughs> if he wins again, he will be living for another six years, yeah. <laughs> putting it nine years above the average life expectancy.
0: Yeah, so people like to say... As our leader. So people like to say uh, age shouldn't be important in these situations, but, I mean, people were worried when, um, when Reagan was president. He was 76 uh, when he was president, and... I mean, people were worried by the time he was leaving office that he already had early onset al- Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that.
2: And also on that note, mm. there's a minimum age restriction for 35. being Isn't president it? of 35. Oh, I so That was 40. I don't really understand why. Oh, I mean, it we, might be 40. No, it's 35. It's just it
0: 35, that no yeah. one under 45 will ever, <laughs> <run>. <laughs> will ever run.
2: But it's like if, if a minimum age yeah. is an issue, there should also be be at maximum age. I buy into that.
0: Yeah. I buy into that. I mean, the the mindset of having a president like Biden at 80 years old right now is that he's seen some shit. So (laughs) he's, but at the same time, um, you, there's also the argument that if you're 85 years old in the white house, you're not going to care about what's happening for the next generation. Right.
2: And you don't really understand as well what's going on. I feel like because you didn't like,
0: you can understand yeah. the big ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. The main, but you can understand, like for example, y- y- we've seen the Congress hearings with TikTok. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, Did you connect to Wi-Fi really when you turn on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so there, <laughs> <laughs> there is like a problem there if you think about it. <laughs> you know, like. I don't know. Um, I honestly am disappointed Kamala is not a better candidate because she seems like a great lady, but she just hasn't done anything uh, <laughs> in office. Right, right. I haven't honestly heard about her since election day when she came up with a video and she was like, we won, Joe. <laughs> I haven't seen her since then. Like, you haven't won anything since 2020. <laughs>
1: like, well, I remember that video too. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's going to be a toss-up. And- right. Additionally, even if Trump is indicted on something like that, people like Ron DeSantis. I mean, exactly. I don't think I've met someone from Florida that doesn't like Ron DeSantis. Exactly. He's a very iffy man in a lot of areas. I mean, morally, there's some stuff going on there <laughs> for sure. But he's very popular. You can't deny that. Exactly. So and it's I mean, he has strength
1: of character. So I, th- I think that's what I think. Strength of character. Oh. So yeah. I think people also like like that. Yeah, they especially do. like I think I think I feel like I don't know. Do you do you feel like Joe Biden has displayed that over the last 4 years? I think I personally don't think so.
0: Over the last 4 years? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think that he was amazing under Obama. I think he was actually great um mm-hmm. uh, regards to character right. uh, of course. Uh I'm not even talking about I didn't know what his policies were at the time. I was 8 when he was like <laughs> I don't I don't remember. Um or 6 or something. But no, I think that he was a great candidate if he had immediately tried to jump in after Obama, he would have been a great candidate. Gotcha. I think that he took that four-year gap was a long four years. Um, Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> <This> <laughs> politics. Is, <this> is <laughs> no,
0: I'm mean, I'm more interested to see what's going to happen with the, me- the president of Mexico because really that's what all of this falls on. Right uh, is what he decides to do, or, leadership. Or Mexico, wh- whoever leadership. the next president is, right. whatever they decide to do, um, you know, drugs, know. drugs, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like stop, drugs. St- stop, stop, the drugs. Drugs. stop right. the drugs, stop the drugs, stop the drugs. Okay, we do it to wrap up. We're at around an hour. Time lies. Time flies. I know that's crazy. Isn't it nice? It is really nice. Plus, I've drinking almost all of this. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine, so <laughs> it's delicious. Okay.
1: Maybe you should have tried this one caffeine free. Mm-hmm.
0: I love. I told you I love those. You anyway, do. <laughs> uh, sponsored by G Fuel. I'm gonna throw this in like twice a video now. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Rob. <laughs> anyway, Paco, thank you for coming. This was awesome. I actually really had a good time with this one. Awesome. And no. uh, I'll see you at Dance practice on Sunday. <laughs> for
1: sure?
2: Thanks for having me on, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you to all of our listeners. See you next time. See you next time.